Hello and welcome back to the rheumatology.physio blog reads. It's been a little while since I've done these with a little change of pace into increasing the numbers of live streams through chewing it over and some quizzes and other bits and bobs that I've been doing, podcasts and such. So do head to the website rheumatology.physio to make sure you catch up on all of those things. I can't obviously can't put a quiz in as a podcast. So um, a bit of a change of pace from recognition this month as we look at actually treating, managing and rehabbing rheumatoid arthritis. Exercise is a vital component of rheumatoid arthritis management and unfortunately people with rheumatoid arthritis fear it and don't reach their targets for activity. The recurrent features are back with legend of the blog and music from Kasabian at the bottom of the podcast as well. So please do consider heading to the shop, rheumatology.physio forward slash shop to find me more resources and supporting me to continue this particular harebrained project. You can also listen to all of the blogs as podcasts, subscribe to your preferred channel. Um, if you're listening on one of those channels, then do hit the subscribe button. And if you've got um, one that allows ratings, then please do knock a rating on there as well. That would be ideal. As usual, feedback is greatly appreciated. And any further reading for me, please do send it my way. Please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning. And if you are unsure, get some advice. So this week's legend of the blog is Rob Tyre, who is an amazing sounding board for ideas, thinking challenger and friend. Do check out his hip at a glance booklet in the shop and also follow him on Twitter. He is at Combat Sports Fizz. So on to the blog. Introduction. So let's talk about prescribing exercise for rheumatoid arthritis. First, I want to cover some basic advice that should help frame the rest of the blog. One. Exercise is safe for people with rheumatoid arthritis. Two, exercise should absolutely be encouraged in RA. Three, we need to cover the basis of cardiovascular, strengthening and flexibility exercises. Four, one of the biggest barriers to exercise in rheumatoid arthritis is fear. So to elaborate a little on those bullet points, research has shown that exercise, including high intensity exercise, is safe in RA, and it does not increase any measurable component of disease activity. Exercise is a vital component to maintain function, bone density, cardiovascular fitness and flexibility. People with RA show reduced muscle bulk and strength compared to match controls and addressing this should be considered for all. One of the biggest barriers to exercise is fear of increasing symptoms or worsening the arthritis. We must work hard to ensure we are reassuring people that this is not the case. In individualising the programmes appropriately and taking care of the narratives that they are taking away from our sessions. Components all people with rheumatoid arthritis, and to a degree I would argue those suspected of having it as well, should be encouraged to undertake exercise programs that contain the following components. Cardiovascular exercise, strengthening exercises, flexibility, and a hand exercise program. The amount of these components will vary per individual depending on their individual circumstances, functional limitations, personal preferences, and access. As a starting point, Ensuring people reach the minimum recommended activity levels will be a challenge for some. Intensity. There are no special rules regarding intensity in this cohort of people. Ensure you are considering the goals of the exercise programme when setting this. I, advise, I advocate for graded increases in the programme as appropriate for the individual, just as you would with any exercise prescription. They need to overcome adaptation and retain a level of challenge to the programme. 
provide the individual with the skill set to adapt to the intensity of the program themselves. When it starts to get too easy, they need to increase the parameters. This might be increased load, duration, speed, sets, reps, whatever. For people with RA, it is also important to teach them how to decrease these components in a flare. Allow them to continue with a modified version of the program while their symptoms settle down. It's not that exercising through a flare is problematic per se, but it will feel pretty damn awful. Other options are, of course, to exercise around the flared joints. Variation. Similar to above, ensure the person has variation within their programs. Accommodation is one issue, but so is boredom. Plus the ability to pick and choose components to suit any flared joints or other issues which allow them to continue a program despite these hurdles. Individualization. Ask the person what they would like their program to consist of and generate options relating to that. Gym goers are relatively easy to set a program for, but consider those whose main activities are walking the dog or gardening or something else. How can you adapt these to include four components discussed at the start of the blog? Some ideas I have implemented in the past. Adding a weighted backpack during activities, graded increases in duration or speed of dog walking, incorporating heavier jobs into gardening. All these components can, again, include graded increases to continue to challenge the individual. Function. If someone presents with a functional deficit, provide them with exercises to try and improve that function. Considerations. While there is no increased danger to a rheumatoid arthritic joint from exercise, we still need to consider the repercussions. We know that it is normal to get soreness, especially after starting a new activity, and people should be counselled on what to expect. With regards to inflammation, it is likely that the joint will show increases in one of or more of swelling, redness, heat and pain. This needs to be an acceptable level of increase to the individual and should resolve or return to pre-exercise state by the following morning. This is more from a tolerance and comfort perspective for the person than it is for any other reason. It is not going to be very nice if your exercise program causes you to not be able to sleep or walk for two days afterwards. With all these things, what is acceptable slash tolerable for one person will not be for another. So work with them on this and be prepared or prepare them to get this wrong on occasion. Conclusion. I hope you found this useful. Individualising programmes to the person is the key and is of utmost importance to remain reassuring and with positive narratives. So hopefully I'll see you out next time when we do one of these blog reads. And for now, I'll just leave you with uh, the music choice for this blog, which is Kasabian and Fast Fuse.